Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse! Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me is my co-host, Eric Walford. Hey, what's up, y'all? On tonight's episode, I'd like to welcome Renee Rivas from Renee Rivas Productions. Renee is an associate producer for the upcoming Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and is also part of the team who worked on the upcoming Friday the 13th Part 3 documentary in memoriam of Richard Brooker, and that's being produced by our friend Sean Richards. With both of those projects being released soon, I've asked Renee to come on the show and fill us in about his involvement with those films. Now, we might not be getting another Friday film, but at least we have these two to help tide us over until the next one. So thanks for joining us, Renee, and how are things going out your way? How's it going, guys? It's great to be on the show. Just uh, pretty good over here, just chilling here in Flagstaff, Arizona, you know, having a coffee in my hand, ready to chop it up with you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, afternoon and coffee time out your way. It's getting to be evening for us. But, uh, yeah, Flagstaff, man, uh, beautiful area. Yeah, I, uh, I really dig it. I've been here about 10 years, and, you know, I've left once or twice. But, I, you know, you just seem to keep coming back over here. Yeah, the part of Arizona that gets snow. You know, most people, they tend to forget, you know, that it is a desert. But in certain places, there actually is snow out there. Yeah, believe it or not, you know, granted I am in Arizona, it's, it snows probably four to five months out of the year here, and it's uh, it's a college town and snowboard town and population about 65,000. It's, it's a really cool spot. Oh, definitely. And for those out there listening, Renee's website, ReneeRevis.com, check out his pictures. Um, he does a lot of photography out in Flagstaff, out in Arizona, and just beautiful scenery, um, not just the film stuff, but he also does photography too. So definitely check that out. He's got some great views uh, of Arizona. I mean, beautiful country. Would those be shots and angles, sir? <laughs> yes. As Eric likes <laughs> to say, shots and angles. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. It's uh photography has definitely been something I've been doing for a while, but at this point I'm kind of focused on film it's kind of, you know, in the forefront as of right now, but you know, every now and then when I take a trip, I bring the DSLR with me and snap some photos. Oh, nice. I, I don't see how you couldn't be in, I mean, being in the Flagstaff, Tucson, uh, the whole of Arizona. I mean, it's uh, it's like you walk out your back door and you can take a picture and get blown over at the same time. No, absolutely. I guess like part in part reasoning why I'm not so much into photography. It's just like I feel like I've captured Phoenix, Tucson, Flagstaff times a million. So it's when I'm really inspired to bust out the camera is when I'm in unfamiliar territory, and that's kind of when it's when it's exciting when you're not taking pictures of the same, you know, same piece landscape of and what have you. But yeah. Uh, so uh, you you went up to Big Bear and you uh, filmed with the guys at Womp Stomp, doing Never Hike Alone. Uh, what part did you play in that? Um. Well, to to backtrack a little bit to talk about the story on how that kind of transpired, I I reached out to Vince, the director of Never Hike Alone, probably in 
last October or, or no, I think it was August or September of last year. And, you know, it was very casual. I, I'd seen this uh, Never Hike Alone thing floating around on the internet for a while. And, you know, it's as a filmmaker, independent filmmaker myself, I was really intrigued because, you know, Vince is doing this right. You know, and I really recognized by watching the trailers that, you know, this guy's serious and he's doing this right. And I just kind of sent him a message like, you know, it's, I really appreciate what you're doing. This looks like it has high production value and, you know, it's good on you. You know, I, I myself always kind of wanted to do a Friday the 13th film. And when I saw that Vince was doing it, my eyes just kind of like lit up. So uh, we, we started talking for a handful of months. And uh, I eventually became a, a, a backer on the Kickstarter at the associate producer level. And, uh, you know, FaceTime with Vince a handful of times and just basically kind of let him know that, you know, I'm, I'm really intrigued in what you're doing with this project. You know, I've been a lifelong Friday the 13th fan since, you know, since I was a little kid. And I just wanted to reach out and help you out in any way possible and, you know, if, if I can help out in any way possible more than just being a backer, I'd love to come out and be on set and help with, you know, some of the, the production side of it. So that's where the, the big bear trip came. And, um, I, I drove out there with Vince's brother and, uh, spent three, three and a half days on site at the abandoned decrepit camp and, uh, helped out as much as I could. I was kind of floating around in different apartments. They, they put me on the grip team and I'm more of a visual guy. Like I, I DP and I'm an editor and, you know, I just, I just had my directorial debut on, on Northern and I, I directing is what I want to do. But, you know, I, I told them, so I was like, you know, I'd be happy to help out with whatever I can, you know, ex please have some patience with me if I don't know all the correct terminology for, you know, like, you know, the grip team, but you know, the, they were really, really cool and very professional and, it was it was a fantastic experience the whole time. You know, I will say it was a little nerve-wracking jumping into a project that's more than halfway done and like meeting a crew that's been, you know, involved in this and for years or so it seems. So it was a little intimidating jumping into the project and kind of like who's this guy from Arizona, but you know, I'm 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 very happy and very humbled to be a part of it and Right now, I'm, I'm looking at the Never Hike Alone poster that Vince and uh, the lead character, Kyle, they, like, you know, wrote their signatures on it. And just really exciting to be a part of it. Yeah, I can really appreciate, you know, what you just said and the fact that you basically were kind of just inspired at what he's doing and, in general, you know, just excited that someone is tackling a project like that. And, you know, as soon as I seen the trailer, my first thought was, wow, this is going to be badass with the whole drone views mm -hmm. over the camp and everything. There's not been a fan film or an indie film or however you want to look at it. There has not been anything even remotely close to something of this caliber. So I'm definitely excited as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as both of you guys know, there's, you know, a plethora of independent short Friday the 13th fan films on YouTube. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't as great. But as soon as I saw the trailer to Never Hike Alone, you know, as I said before, I just got really excited because you could tell by those trailers how much work they're putting into this. Like, it's it's just staggering to me, really. And, uh, you know, I'm an independent filmmaker myself, and going out to Big Bear, 
and seeing that the seeing the resources that they're putting into this film and like you know they have a dedicated like their crew like with my film northern you know we have a cast and crew of 15 to 17 of us with all of us doing three to four different things and that's just the cards that we were dealt because you know i i internally financed my own film but with them it was really refreshing to see that wow this they have a person for each one of these departments they have resources they're using legit lighting they're using legit camera gear and it was just really inspiring all around as an independent filmmaker to see how they're doing it with actual resources but um yeah Yeah. i I tip my hat i tip my hat to their team because you know they're busting their ass and i got to help out a little bit you know i i hope that i can be a part of uh, the remaining principal photography that I think they're going to be shooting in July. And if I can jet back out to California to help out with that, I'd love to. Long story short, the fans are just going to gobble this up. You know, like based on what I've seen behind the scenes, like obviously I can't talk about anything in descriptive, but the fans are going to absolutely gobble this up. Like they're doing it right. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun project to watch when it's complete. Oh, I definitely think it will. And no disrespect to any of the other fan films out there. There's some great ones also, but this one is just taking it to a new level. Now, granted, this isn't just a couple guys, you know, with a camera making a fan film. It's obviously an independent film company, but Womp Stomp Films, they're they're setting a new trend. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, no disrespect at all. It's just, it seems like the level is very high with Never Hike Alone, and they're they're putting a lot into this. And not to say that these other short films haven't, but when I went out there, I was like, wow, these guys are shooting it like it's a Hollywood movie. They're not just like going out there with a couple friends and a camera and like an LED light. They're, they're, they're doing this right with a lot of uh, talented, very talented people on the crew. And I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of fans. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And also, speaking of Flagstaff, I understand that there was some shooting down your way for the project yeah vince brought the crew to my neck of the uh, my neck of the woods and uh we went out it was a 3 a.m call time and we were filming in the woods at around 4 35 a.m getting some pickup shots that they needed to implement into you know the principal photography that they already had and uh yeah we filmed a pretty important scene i can't really talk about what it is but it was it was an honor to be a part of it, knowing that you know, wow, that's that's really really badass what they just did. But yeah, they came out to Arizona for a day, and it was fun. You got to reconnect with the crew, and you know, get to get to show them my neck of the woods. And the the shoot went really well. Um, as far as I know, they got all the shots. I remember one of the um, the crew members said that we're we're ahead of schedule, so that's always refreshing to hear. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know if it was you, it probably was you that took the picture of Vin laying on the ground in costume. Uh, I think that was Sean Richards, but is that the one where it's, uh, he looks like he's like a, a model. He's modeling Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think you're right. I think it was Sean. I couldn't remember. I knew it was one or the other, but yeah, that was a pretty funny picture. I, I think it actually got turned into a couple memes actually. Uh, I don't remember what, what they titled them with, but there was a couple funny captions that people had, uh, you know, saved and put on uh, social media. But yeah, as far as uh, talk a little bit about Vince, you know, 
to tip my hat to the guy because I'm just some random guy in Arizona that reached out to, you know, try and help out in any way possible. And he was 100% receptive, came out to Flagstaff to visit his brother. And we went and had lunch and chopped it up about Friday for a while. And, you know, we hit it off because we're both film people and, you know, we're both Friday the 13th fanatics. And, uh, you know, I could just tell that we were vibing because, you know, he brought me onto the project and, you know, as associate producer and gave me, uh, he put me on the grip team and, you know, I could just tell that he had, he instilled a bit of trust in me and he knew that I wasn't going to just be there to dick around. I actually wanted to see this project transpire and turn into something great as much as him and his crew do, you know, they've been doing this for, you know, handful, as far as I know, never hike alone has spanned a couple of years prior to me being on board. So it's just, it's really, you know, I, I tip my hat to Vince for, for bringing me on to this project because I myself am a Friday the 13th nut. And to see that they're doing this, I just, I wanted to be a part of it in any sense or in any way possible. And I just, I just can't you know, send my respect enough to Vince because super cool guy, you know, busting his ass, hard worker. And just to see him on production, you know, it, it was just, it was really refreshing. Yeah, Vin's good people. Vin came on the show a while back to originally talk about the project, gave plenty of details. He's called uh, in, uh, I think, a couple times. If it's if it hasn't been to, on our last two call-in episodes, I know he called in on the last one we just had recently and gave some more updates. You know, also been playing the Friday the 13th video game with him quite a bit. You know, great guy, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy to help out and do as much as I can to help, you know, spread the message and get people to check it out. Well, one one final thing, it's it's kind of funny because we were talking about Friday stuff, and I said something to Vince, and I was like, you know, it's it's really great that you're getting a team to go out in the woods and do something Friday the 13th related because that's something I also have wanted to do, but I don't have any friends that are Friday the 13th fanatics that would want to go and spend 12, 15 hours in the woods to get these shots. And he's like, oh, I know, people would look at me like I was an idiot. Like, what? Do you, what? You're working on a Friday fan film? That's cool. I guess the moral of the story is those who get it, get it. Yeah, definitely. I'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, yeah, Never Hike Alone. Super, uh, super happy and humbled to be a part of the project. Yeah, definitely. It's a great project to be a part of. For those that haven't seen the trailer, go to YouTube, type in Never Hike Alone. There's a couple trailers. Definitely worth the watch. I've seen tons of people who were not familiar with it when I first told them about it and they're like, uh, yeah, I don't really know. Heard about it, but haven't seen the trailers, you know, whatever. Then they watch the trailer and the look on their face is priceless. They're like, wow, you know, these people are for real, you know, they're, this is going to be badass. I can't wait to check it out. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go to YouTube, type in never hike alone and they'll pop right up. And yeah, one more thing about never hike alone. We, when I was with Sean at uh, Mad Monster in Phoenix, we interviewed CJ Graham, who played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 6. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but uh, we showed him the Never Hike Alone trailers, and he was more than impressed. He had a lot of great things to say about it, and, you know, I could just tell that it brought him back because, you know, it's, his eyes lit up just as everybody else's eyes lit up when they watched it. He was He was very impressed with the production value and the shots and the character, the lead, uh, you know, the protagonist, and just had a lot of great things to say about it. Oh, I can imagine. And speaking of, you know, Friday alumni, I actually showed the trailer to Ari Lehman, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago now, and he was familiar with the project. He had talked to Vin in uh, Pasadena 
um, just just before this, and he was familiar with the project, but he hadn't seen the trailer. So I just pulled out my phone and went to YouTube and pulled it up real quick and showed it to him. And he he was basically like, you know, wow, you know, that's awesome. And he commented on the drone views, and obviously that's something new to the franchise that we haven't seen in any in any other film. So he thought it looked awesome too. Uh, that's something that CJ Graham kind of brought up as well. He really appreciated the drone shots that were kind of peppered into the trailer. Cause like, as you said, that's something that's completely new to the franchise. But yeah, speaking of the part three documentary, obviously you uh, did some interviewing with CJ recently as there were some pictures posted on social media about, so it's no spoiler that he's interviewed for that. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your uh, interview that you had with him and your other involvement with the documentary. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll just kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about how that kind of transpired as well. Um, I guess, I think it was about four or five months ago, uh, Vince of Never Hike Alone actually put me in contact with Sean Richards, you know, said that, you know, there's this guy, Sean Richards, that you might want to, you know, hit up. You guys have, he's a Friday the 13th now, and he's working on a really cool project that, you know, you might be interested in picking his brain about. So we did a conference call. Uh, me, Sean Richards, and Vince DeSante, and just kind of chopped it up for a while, you know, became familiar with each other, and uh, Vince kind of reached out and said that Sean needed some pickup shots for the Friday the 13th 3 documentary in memoriam to Richard Brooker, and I was just, you know, my hand was raised, I was like, let's help out with that, I'd be happy to, I would be happy and more than honored to be helping with this project in any way possible as well. So myself and Vince and a small little uh, film team, we actually went out into the woods for a day and uh, it was snowing and we just got some really fun pickup shots in the snow. And uh, yeah, uh, Sean showed me some clips of the documentary and I'm very happy on the clips that made it into it. And it's, it's an honor to be a part of these two projects because like I said prior, I've been a fan of these films since I was a little kid. And it just it just kind of seems like the six degree of separation thing is fully happening right now because you know five six months ago I was just your casual fan that had some Friday the Thirteenth posters on his walls and a Jason mask and like a plethora of little collectibles and now it's like it's pretty refreshing to actually be a part of something some project involving Friday the Thirteenth but um, yeah the documentary went out and did some filming whole lot of fun and uh yeah i, I just tip my hat 100 percent to sean richards as well for bringing me on bringing me on board because you know like i said i'm just some random guy in flagstaff like who am i and sean also you know he felt comfortable enough with me and instilled the trust in me to bring me on board to his project that he's been slaving over with his team for you know x amount of time so it's it's really exciting can't wait to see the full uh, the full project and its final cut. It's a good year for Friday the 13th and Jason. Let's put it that way. You know, granted the Paramount film got cut, that doesn't matter. We have you know we have a fantastic game. We have Never Hike Alone, and we have an awesome documentary coming out. But yeah, the Friday the 13th Part Three documentary in general, I'm just really looking forward to. Obviously, we're not getting the film, but we do have things to fill that void. But Sean's just doing a great job with that. He's really put his heart and soul into that. I've had a lot of discussions with him, and it's just going to be a great tribute in general. And I'm just really looking forward to it. So the release date for that, which I can't say, but it it can't get here soon enough. 
and I know he's put in a lot of hard work and it'll just be nice to see it all come together. So, you know, great job to all those guys. We had uh, some of the producers on a while back given, you know, they couldn't say much, but got to talk a little bit and kind of give some heads up on some stuff. And Sean will be back on the show, you know, later on this year and we'll be able to talk about the things that we couldn't talk about previously. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, it's 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 very exciting, man, that the fans are going to eat this stuff up. I, I think it's safe to say that any new Friday the 13th content is always exciting. And, you know, it's, we got some very cool projects coming up, coming up that uh, the fans are just going to really appreciate. You know, like, personally, me, I've, I've been a Friday fan my whole life. And Sean presented the opportunity to meet C.J. Graham, who played Jason in Part 6. I was starstruck when I met the guy, like, Sean gave me a call up and said, you know, we had some technical difficulties with the interview that we got of him. Would you be interested in coming with me to Phoenix to interview him at Mad Monster? Hands down, absolutely. I am all about that, Sean. Like, count me in. And I, I just I just remember shaking CJ's hand and just being like, wow, like, I grew up watching your film. And like, this is just too surreal right now. So it's, it's just, I, I can't thank Sean enough for bringing me on board. Like, super cool guy very animated personality you know he's 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 very excited about the project he's put a lot of lot of hard work into it and the fans are just going to really appreciate it fit my hat to you sean we're definitely appreciative of all your efforts sean you you're definitely doing something cool for the the friday community absolutely yeah eric and i were going to go out and meet up with him in pasadena earlier this year but things didn't work out so we're hoping to uh, catch up with him at another convention. Cool. All right, Renee. So how do the fans get a hold of you? Do they, do you travel the convention circuits uh, as well? You know, it's funny that you bring that up and I, <laughs> I actually have never even been to a horror movie convention. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but you know, I, I've just kind of, I guess I've been a casual fan, you know, obviously I have a great love for the Friday the 13th franchise, but my way of showing it was, you know, just having the posters on my walls, having a couple masks, you know, some memorabilia, watching every single BTS documentary there is on all the films. And I was talking to Sean about that. And, you know, I, I just turned 32 and I was telling him, you know, I really think that 32 is the year that I'm going to start geeking out on a next level. Like I want to meet like now that I met CJ, like I want to meet all the rest of the Friday players. And it's, it's just really exciting. Cause you know, as soon as I met CJ, I'll never watch Jason lives the same way again. Cause he is such a humble guy, you know, like very, very humble guy. And it was just really refreshing to see him like that. Cause you know, some of these people that we grow up watching, they're not exactly who they are off camera. And it's kind of disheartening to see that, you know, Ah, that's kind of a bummer. That guy was a prick when I talked to him. But, you know, CJ was the complete opposite. And uh, to talk a little bit more about the horror movie conventions, I really want to start doing that more because it's just something I've never really done. Um, You know, a big-time horror movie fan and aficionado over over here, but I just, I don't know. I just have never really been to any conventions. But I plan to and uh, hopefully get to see you guys at some, some conventions coming up. Yeah, if you haven't been to any, you definitely need to start. You've totally been missing out. But, yeah, we'll definitely plan something. I mean, there's plenty of stuff going on out that way. There's plenty going on out our way, so we can definitely figure something out with that. Eric and I will actually be going to Days of the Dead Indianapolis here coming up in a couple weeks. So, yeah, there's plenty of good shows, and we can definitely do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's really kind of hitting me that this, all these festivals or not festivals, all, all these horror movie conventions are basically perfect platforms for people like us, you know, the horror movie weirdos that obsess about these films for decades, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be really cool to start going to them. And I'm pretty excited about it. And, you know, there's something very unique about Friday the 13th and, and its alumni. Um, there's a saying that says you should never meet your heroes, right? And, mm-hmm. and every Friday the 13th alumnus that I've met has been completely humble and just they're the greatest people. It's phenomenal. It's almost like that they're a presence with Friday the 13th people because, I mean, people from other horror movies uh, act different ways. But Friday the 13th people are always the best. They really are. It's it's really amazing. And I, I hope you get to experience the same thing. Meet all of them you can. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Larry Zerner. I've talked to him twice on the show, and I've, you know, messaged him a couple of times. And, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about it, you know? I mean... I, th- I think it's great, and I do think it's a great year for Friday the 13th, save for not having a feature film. But I I think that that might muddy up the area. I think that you guys doing indie film is is phenomenal. I mean, and quite frankly, I would see a, rather see a horror slasher indie film as opposed to two love-struck couple in Paris reading subtitles and some gratuitous nudity. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to have gratuitous nudity, at least kill them afterwards, respectably. And just to follow up a little bit on what you said, I believe it was both Betsy Palmer and Ted White who kind of both addressed that, you know, they weren't too into their work that they did on the franchise. They did it at the time because it was, you know, work presented itself and they took the roles. But they just kind of, you know, over time had a newfound appreciation towards the franchise because you know, both of them, I believe, acknowledge that, you know, the fans, the fans are what brought us back to, you know, have this newfound appreciation for the films. And I think Ted White's the one that said that, I think he stood up at a convention and said, like, all of you fans are the reason I'm here right now, or along some of those lines. But I don't know, like, us fans, we really dig these movies. I don't really know what it is, but, you know, it's they're in our psyche, they're in our subconscious, and it just seems like, you know, we can't get can't, we can't get rid of these Friday the 13th movies just because of the impact that they've had on us growing up. And, you know, and hey, I, I could definitely say that Friday the 13th films definitely played in part on me wanting to be a filmmaker. But, you know, they inspire, you know, all all kinds of people in many different ways. You know, they're not just hack and slash, bloody, throwaway popcorn movies. You know, you know, they're fun and. You know, watching them with friends, you know, it's 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 a good time. It's like a roller coaster. And when Ted White was on the show, it's like, and I think the vindication for that right there, and how how great Friday fans are, is when a guy that wore a hockey mask an entire movie outshines Jeff Bridges, and uh, he uh, uh, campbloodpodcast dot com slash twenty nine is our uh, interview with. Ted White, and that was his story with him and Jeff Bridges riding in a car, uh, going to a hotel together, and uh, the fans uh, were waiting for Ted and not Jeff Bridges. 
and there's something about Friday. I don't know what it is, and it's just it it's resonate. It just resonates, and I I hope with the the fingers that reach out, uh, like Womp Stomp Films or ReneeRivas.com, uh, anybody involved in that, and I I hope that that tune resonates with all you people, all you guys, and the more I talk to the lot of you the more I realize it's the exact same thing and and kudos. Thank you. Uh, totally. Uh, it's cool to be able to talk to you guys and see a different, uh, not, not a different perspective. That's not Hollywood fied. If that makes sense. I know I made that up, but, uh, oh, absolutely. uh and I mean, and that just, that's just great. And I mean, if, if we get, you know, a 40-minute fan film or indie film, I think that would be more the apt title. I mean, because that the, the cinematography's uh, spot on for uh, a, any movie in, involving Jason Voorhees. I just, I, I don't know. And the, and, and the Internet's been able to interconnect all of us people that have been spread out because uh, two years ago, I was, I was like you. I... I I didn't even have Facebook and this has opened up so many doors and avenues just for me alone to meet, be able to meet people that I watched impulsively when I was a child. And I just, I just think it's great. And thanks for being great people. Yeah, man, it's, it's an honor to be, you know, on the show and to be talking with you guys, you know, these movies transcend, you know, they, they just keep going and going and, you know, it's, uh, I'm just I'm just happy that they're around and happy to be a part of these projects that I'm working on with with these very talented people and just uh, it's really exciting. Long story short. Oh, absolutely. But you know, enough about the films for now. Let's talk about the fucking game. Renee and I have been playing the shit out of this game the last couple <laughs> weeks. Ever since it's came out, we've had some badass matches and. The game's been out a couple weeks now. Obviously, you and I have played I don't know how many hours. Let's talk a little bit about that. What what are some of your thoughts on the game? I mean, I know what they are because we've been talking while we're playing, but let them have it. Well, it's it's really kind of funny because prior to the Friday the 13th game coming out, I've kind of been out of video game mode for a handful of years now. Like, I really don't play very many video games, and you know, I think it's safe to say that this is a huge, huge exception. And I, I've been following the game since it was summer camp, you know, and back then when I first saw the summer camp trailer, my eyes lit up just as they did when I saw, you know, the part three documentary trailer, the Never Hike Alone trailer. It's just, wow, like this, this is basically a love, this independent game is a love story to all the Friday the 13th games. And I can't wait for it to come out. And it's funny talking about this because my girlfriend, like whenever I talk to her about it, it's always like, Oh, the game's going to come out in a year. The game's going to come out in six months, It's coming out in two weeks. And I feel like there was a certain extent where she's like, I'm tired of hearing about it. But you know, the game it's, it's, I think it's a fantastic game, you know, granted it has its glitches. It has some, you know, it has some of its problems, but I, I, I don't let that, ruin the experience for me we just kind of laugh it off when somebody gets glitched and you know they're uh stuck stuck on the side of a cabin like a like the philadelphia experiment or they're like glitched i don't know it's it's just a lot of fun for me 
you know, I, I can certainly say that I grew up playing the 1989 Nintendo version. And, you know, that's a whole debate in itself. People hate that game, but I personally love that game. It scared the crap out of me when I was like five years old, playing it in the dark, looking at the windows, wondering if Jason's going to bust in and just, you know, invade your house. So I, I, uh, I really think the game is fun. Also, as you and me were talking about, uh, Nathan, there's like a sense of camaraderie in the lobby where it's almost bringing it back to the nostalgia of playing on the couch with your friends in the late 90s to early 2000s. Like we're sitting there laughing with each other, you know, we're, we're, we're strategizing what we're going to do. And it's, it's not just, you know, it's not a time waster. It's, it's time spent with other friends who really appreciate the franchise, really appreciate the game. Like, I think we can all agree that playing by yourself in a lobby with, you know, a bunch of randos, it's not the same experience as playing with, you know, playing with your buddies with headsets, like a, a buddy of mine, Jackson Stewart, he was playing in a couple matches and he sent me a message like i'm going to run to the store and get a headset really quick just because it's it's a whole lot of fun laughing and cheesing with your friends and getting chased down it's a fun game it's suspenseful yes it has its ups and downs it's got it has its glitches but overall i give it two thumbs up you know the new harry man for needy score is killer on it uh you know the the models of jason are spot on i remember talking to some of the people in the match i was with uh, the, the match that I was in a few weeks back, I think you were in there, Nathan. And I just kind of stopped and I was like, guys, isn't this kind of surreal that we're playing a Friday the 13th game right now? Like finally, after anticipating the summer camp and all the waiting and all the when's the release date bullshit, like we're actually sitting, running through Higgins Haven playing this game that, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to express it, but it's, it's very surreal. And the fact that we're playing locations in the movies, that is, it's just too, it's too fun. Man. It's like, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of people that aren't really a fan of the franchise. And I could see them being the ones that really kind of like scrutinized it and tore it apart, gave it a four out of 10. Uh, you know, granted that was GameStop, but I really think that the fans, the fans are the ones in the forefront that are going to keep this going. You know, the casual players, yeah, they're going to move on in a couple months when the new Call of Duty game comes out. But I can tell you this, I'm going to be playing with you guys for a long time because I think the game is fantastic. I hope there's new DLC. Uh, how rad would that be in the future if we had maybe a Pamela Voorhees, if we had a Roy from Part 5? Uh, I think it'd be super cool to have the Tommy Jarvis cabin from Part 4 as a new map. Or Crazy Ralph. Uh, let's see. It'd be rad to have the Part 8 boat. Um, and, I, and I really think that's what's going to happen. You know, we're just going to keep playing this. And, you know, Gun Media, tip my hat to them 100%. They've been slaving over this. They've been dealing with so much bullshit. But you know what? It's, we appreciate it. And if they're listening to this, like, I have had the time of my life. Uh, I haven't had this feeling of playing video games in a long time. And the game, it's it's it's... It's a blast. I can't say enough about it. Um, and as far as talking about DLC a little bit more, I think you guys can both agree that, who knows, maybe in six months we're going to have all the locations of all the movies, and I'm not trying to put the pressure on them or whatever, but I just feel like what we have right now is a little nugget that's just going to keep on growing. And oh, we're, no, we're no. the diehard fans. We're the diehard fans at the beginning of the game that have what it is, but I really do think that Gun Media is going to keep 
putting stuff into this game and, you know, you know, extend the longevity of the playability of the game and maybe new missions, maybe new, new ways to kill Jason. Uh, all this Pamela tapes, all the Pamela tapes that are getting released. It's, I don't know. It's, I personally, I, I love the game and that's, that's my opinion on it. I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah. I think Eric has uh, formed a petition for crazy Ralph. He's a little upset that yes. he, he doesn't have crazy Ralph in the game. So that's his, that's his complaint. If you will. I wouldn't be surprised if in half a year we have crazy Ralph, but I think it's a necessity. I mean, if nothing else, when you go past Jenny's cabin, at least have him wrapped around a tree with some barbed wire or something, man. The dude deserves a spot. Well, you know, they do have his bike. If you've seen his bike while you're running around, I've seen it a bunch of times, you know, leaned up against a cabin or something, but maybe that's just a little sign of, Hey, this is something that we're going to add later. Maybe it's just a tease. Who knows? But hopefully your petition works. Speaking of, it just kind of hit me about an hour before talking to you guys. Granted, it's not a Friday. Today is technically Jason's birthday, isn't it? It is. In fact, I was going to mention that, sir. It is June June 13th. Uh, He would be, what, uh, 70? um... 71 years old. It seems seems what a perfect opportunity to be on your guys' show. Today is, you know, Jason Borey's birthday. It's not Friday, but June 13th. Well, all right. We've talked about Never Hike Alone. We've talked about the Part 3 documentary in memoriam of Richard Brooker. We've talked a little bit about the game. Now let's hear about your current projects or future projects. I know you got a film called Northern in the works. Just anything you'd like to share, we'd like to hear about. Yeah, the whole story behind Northern is actually pretty cool and where it first started and where it is now. Yeah, so where Northern started was on my 30th birthday a couple of years ago, I went out into the woods to do some night photography. And I took this picture. I don't know if you guys have seen the the one sheet to Northern. But um, basically, I took this picture in the woods by myself, and I brought it home, and I started looking at it uh, and was getting super inspired by it. And uh, basically, it was like, I'm going to make a fake movie poster to this picture. Ended up making a fake movie poster to it. A couple days went by, and I was still looking at that poster like, hmm, ideas are brewing right now. So I wrote a script. I I looked at the poster. I was like, I'm going to write a script to that. So I wrote a script to it. And uh, it ended up being a short film called Abduct, funny enough. I was sitting around a campfire with a bunch of my roommates and friends, and I had the script in my hand. We were all having beers. I was like, hey, guys, you want to do this? Like, the script's done. You guys ready? So basically, you know, accumulated a bunch of my film friends and Flagstaff, a bunch of roommates, and went out in August 2015 and shot a short film called Abduct. And it was all for fun. You know, we had no, you know, no intention on doing with it. I just wanted to make a short film. And after wrapping the short film, I had some inspiration to want to get it out there a little bit more. So I, I took it out to the American film market in Santa Monica to try and get some bites to potentially expand it into a full feature. Because based on showing the short film to some friends, some film colleagues, just a handful of people, it was very well received. And uh, a couple people said, you know, this is, this is a strong piece. I would recommend maybe think about expanding it. So I took it out to the American film market, and that was, that was a story in itself. It was like jumping into the shark's den. It was nerve-wracking, didn't really know what I was doing, didn't really know how to pitch a film by myself, but brought it out there, pitched it to a couple EPs, you know, got some bites, didn't make a sale. 
you know, long story short, they said, you know, that's, that's fantastic that you made a short film, go make a movie, you know, go make, go make a full feature. Like that's, we're, you know, we give you accolades for getting this done, but, you know, think about expanding it. A couple months after American film market, you know, I was still very inspired. So I wrote six, seven, eight additional scenes, brought in five to 10 additional crew members. And over the span of six months, expanded abduct short film into northern full feature and basically people have asked me did you redo all your work no we basically the short film lives inside the movie we just expanded it so about nine months ago i landed an agent and an executive producer on the film and he further implemented some new scenes and some better character development better arcs on the characters just you know fleshing out the story a little bit more and that was all new to me because, you know, the last movie I worked on, it was so independent. We didn't really have outside sources telling us where we went wrong, how we could make it better. It was just like, this is the movie we made. And I'm, I'm super proud of it, but it was really refreshing and a little tough to be working with an executive producer because, you know, there's conflict of interest. You know, there's certain scenes that you're not really gelling with that he really wants to put in the movie. So it's it's been a it's been a process from making a short film, expanding it into full feature, bringing the agent executive producer on board, uh, fulfilling his request for the movie, which to note on that has made Northern a much better movie, and I thank you for that, uh, Rick. But um, yeah, it's it's principal photography wrapped about four months ago, and where the film is now is we basically just need to you know we we need to sweeten up some color correction. Uh, the sound mix of the movie needs to be mastered. Get a get a nice 5.1 surround mix on it. Right now, Northern is getting packaged up for potential distribution. For we're trying to go for foreign and domestic distribution, and we're looking at a release date of this fall for Northern. So it's it's exciting. Uh, EP kind of told me to stop uh, stop being your own PR person. Stop talking about the film as much. You know, like. When that comes, there's going to be other people that are going to do that for you. But as of right now, kind of, you know, pump your brakes. You know, I'm, I'm immensely excited about the film. Time is definitely going by, but for great reasons, I promise. It's kind of interesting on, you know, being here in Flagstaff and like going downtown and have people persistently like, what's going on with your film? A couple months goes by, what's going on with your film? And I just kind of, I just kind of got to let them know, you're like, it's going to be out soon. There's only so much I could say about it, but I'm doing this. I want to do this right. I don't want to just finish a product and have a public screening of it. You know, I want, I want to do this right and do something bigger with it. Can you tell us a little bit, maybe some plot details or just a general description? I mean, what, what's the movie about in general? Yeah, just to talk a little bit about what the movie is. You know, it, it has a lot of human drama in it, and it follows the story of, you know, protagonist Ryan a photographer in his late 20s who's he's just going through a lot of personal turmoil that he does not want to deal with and you know ultimately is doing a lot of things to cope with his problems but you know there's all this weird kind of nefarious happenings happening around him that you can't really explain you know the short film I basically made it tipping my hat to the Travis Walton 1975 fire in the sky story because A, that movie scared the pants off me when I was a kid. B, I live in northern Arizona, kind of generally in the same area that that movie was made. 
so the whole, you know, the, the short film was kind of me tipping my hat to fire in the sky. Northern is an extension of that. So, you know, the movie is, quote unquote, inspired by true events, but it's basically my interpretation on people disappearing. It's fun. It's, it's got some good character development. It's got some funny stuff in it, some suspenseful stuff in it. You know, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's, you know, our little independent crew of 18 people, or I think is what it was. We busted our butt. We didn't have resources. I, I paid for all this out of my pocket. You know, I, I run my production company and I would save money and we would shoot on weekends. But yeah, basically it's, it's the story, the story revolves around a singular character and kind of what's going on in his personal life, his work life. It's a simple premise. I didn't take too much about it, but I think we did it in an eloquent way. And um, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait for people to see it. The cast was prominently first time actors minus a few, but I, I feel that I pulled some fantastic performances out of all of them. And I, I'm just so excited for people to finally get to see this independent sci-fi suspense thriller that we put together called Northern. You know, it's been done. I'm, I'm sitting at the computer right now looking at the session file, like there's Northern the movie right there. It'll be out soon. Can't wait for people to see it. Uh, it's been labor of love, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, all that. It's been a long haul, but we're veering towards the completion point where it's ready for public consumption. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. Have you figured out, is this going to be like available on Amazon or have you worked out how people can watch it? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Uh, as of right now, what we're shooting for is digital distribution. So, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and like, you know, Blu-rays to potentially pick up like actual tangible copies, certain outlets, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a digital distribution platform for the film. Yeah, Northern sci-fi suspense thriller. It's uh, Renee Rivas' take on the story of people disappearing, something kind of funky going on in a little hometown. It's 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 a fun story, and you know, it's we didn't have a lot of resources <laughs> making it. Like, in fact, it's pretty much a resource film because I used all my own gear. You know, I did all the editing and music for it. It's 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 very much my baby. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah, we all busted our ass on it, but you know, it's this has been my baby since day one and I can't thank the cast and crew enough for spending those long days and long nights and getting the flu and getting the fever just to be on set and it's been a long process but I cannot wait for people to finally get to see it and I will say you know I'm totally okay with the fact that you know some people are going to love the movie some people are going to hate it some people are going to like it and that's that's just what happens with all products and all movies you know it's you know you're going to have you know, it's movies, movies are subjective, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it, but I'm just happy that I created something and it's, I'm, I'm excited for people to see our little independent film. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. I know you said it'll be out soon, but soon can't get here soon enough. Cause you and I have obviously talked about this, you know, off the air. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, I can't wait for you guys to see it. All right. Well, we've heard some more information about never hike alone and the part three documentary and got to chat a little bit more about the game. We've obviously logged in a lot of hours there, and it was nice to hear about your project. So definitely looking forward to checking that out, and I just wanted to thank you for your time today. I was glad to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, fellas. It's been really great talking with you, and uh, it's been an honor to be on the show and you know chop it up with fellow Friday the 13th fanatics. 
Well, all right, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our Facebook page or email at feedback at campbloodpodcast.com. This episode was brought to you by ReneeRivas.com. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,